Welcome to the Rush Hour Fitness Podcast. This is episode number 31. I'm your host, Terry, here, and your co-host, Malcolm. Hey, hey guys, what's going on? So today, uh, we're going to talk about if a six-pack really means you have a strong core and also the difference between having a functional core and actually a strong core. So uh, we're also going to talk about, of course, achieving a six-pack and if you really need a six-pack. All right, so let's get started. And um, so if you have a six-pack, do you have a strong core, Malcolm? No. That is the answer to that one, no. If you see anybody who has a, <coughs> a six-pack, doesn't necessarily mean that their core is like really strong. Yep. It just looks good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, we were talking before, you were saying how people train their core wrong. Um, when you say wrong, do you mean wrong in the sense of like, they train it wrong to get a six pack or they train it wrong for function? Uh, they train it wrong in terms of, um, for someone that's trying to, I guess, I mean, for most people, they're trying to train it for a six pack, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in that case, you're just, if you want to get a six pack, you shouldn't be focusing on that. You should be focusing more on your overall workout mm-hmm. and not just have a day where you just do abs and yeah. you have 20 different exercises and yeah. you go through that and then you destroy your abs. Yeah. Uh, I think if you want a six pack, you should focus on your diet and also your overall workout routine. Yeah. Um, but for your question, I think a lot of people, to answer your question, I think a lot of people should be training it for function if they're new to working out and then transition over into more aesthetics mm-hmm. okay. just to prevent injuries right yeah. i think that's the main thing for a lot of people yeah. um if you're training your core and you don't have the stability but then you're getting in all in all these movements into like uh you know bending your spine side to side mm-hmm. i mean for i guess for a younger individual that's okay yeah uh but for uh, the older clients we deal with right they they shouldn't be doing a sit-up yeah they should right? be doing sit-ups because they have back pains yeah yeah true um this is an interesting topic because I guess for trainers, you're training clients, they say they want a six pack. Right. But, you know, uh, there's always a fine line between what they want and what they need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's always like, okay, well, I want this, but you really need this. So it's like we kind of had the, the six pack for us training them has to take a back seat almost because. Yeah, I mean, the first thing we should focus on is. Uh, I guess not injuring the person. Yeah. So if you have back pain, we're not fucking doing crunches for a six pack. That's just not happening at all. <laughs> we're not doing it. This is, this is what it comes out to. We're not doing it at all. Yeah. Um, I I agree. I hundred percent agree with that. Um, it's just unfortunate because you know because they want it so bad and most people come in they want it, and it's tough to tell them like you know you have these issues and we really can't do any like leg raises or cable crunches or crunches in general or yeah. anything or like a Russian twist because mm-hmm. you just don't have the stability to do that right now. Right. So, you know, like you said, we start off with a lot of different stability exercises. So like a payload press or like a, a farmer carry mm-hmm. or a plank, things simple like that aren't necessarily going to give you a six pack, but it's going to give you that foundation. Yeah. Um, I mean, it will still give you a six pack, but if you want like your, let's say you're lean enough, right? Your body fat, it's lean enough. Yeah, if you're lean and, enough, and you, you want your you yeah, you yeah. get your six pack. But, regardless, you're not gonna but get, if you're not, yeah. if you're not lean, then you just yeah, do that. Right, but if you want a more like I guess muscular six pack in terms of it showing more, um, I guess the musculature itself 
that. Then, of course, you need to add in some aesthetic exercises like your crunches, your leg raises. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise where you're actually and contracting the muscle when so it's fullest potential. So, so it's fullest potential. Yeah. When you say aesthetic, yeah. Do you mean? Do you mean um, like deeper abs, or do you mean like um, thicker abs, thicker abs, or bigger? Just the muscle. Yeah, just muscle to be bigger. Bigger. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so okay. more defined. I got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I never. I never really knew. Honestly, I never really knew. Like I. You know, I'm never I'm, really like went through the process of what? for myself of actually trying to to get. <laughs> I knew you were laughing the laughing. Yeah, because you have a uh, genetics uh, where you don't need to, all right? Not everyone's born with privilege here, all right? So, like, people ask me, how did I do it? I always, I don't know how I did it. I just, yeah, it's yeah. just there, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just born, <laughs> I was, I came out of the wound, and, uh, oh, is that six pack? Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> so, like... You know, you know from firsthand about it, you know, and then so when people ask me, I don't know, for for the most part, as far as like how I got the way it is, it just was that way. But I also see people, you know, do like, um, do like, uh, you know, like they do like uh, farmer suitcase carriers, they do like cable wood chops, they yeah. do like uh, certain exercises. And sometimes I think like maybe that is, you know, gonna build the muscle just like how the same way it would. Uh, yeah, it would, but not if you want it as quick as possible in terms of just building bigger muscle, there's better exercise for that. Okay, you know? okay, okay. As like if you, I've, I had assessments on people where they're at 13% body fat, so there's a male, 10 to 13%. He came in and he was like, yo, why don't I have abs, man? My ab, my body fat is pretty low, so we did his body fat, 10 to, 10 to 13%. So you should see some abs. Mm-hmm. I took off his shirt. I didn't take off his shirt, but he took off his shirt. Oh, man. And I looked at his stomach and he really didn't have abs. Like yeah. He had like two lines on his side and that's it. Mm-hmm. So I recommended him uh, to actually do some crunches, mm-hmm. uh, to do some dragonflies where you lower your legs and okay, really okay. contract the core and uh, don't release the tension. And he, he did it for a couple of weeks and he's like, yo, I really started to see some definition in my abs. So That's pretty good. Personally, I, I've, I've witnessed people who, who need uh, aesthetic exercises in order to build their six-pack. Okay. okay. Right. But I don't think like it like goes back to the main topic like we don't think that um everyone needs to do aesthetic exercises to begin with. You don't think so? Well, well, also also goes back to the lady we talked about as well, the really lean lady who was here was like probably like ten percent body fat as yeah. a woman. Right, right. But she was like a. Um, you see her do any crunches at all? Yeah. She does crunches. She does she, leg raises. She has people over there doing them with her. Like, literally has people over there doing with it because they think to get a flatter stomach that this is what they must do to look right. like her. So she, there are people like three or four, four women over there doing the workout with her. Leg raises. Doing like leg raises, doing crunches, doing like Russian twists, doing right. like different exercises yeah. because they see her doing it. Yeah. And I see her doing it too. Mm-hmm. And like we know her bypass is really, really low. We can see if she was a, 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 a sports bra and mm-hmm. so you see all of her stomach all the time. Right. But she has no abs. You know, and it's like yeah. I mean, some people I think genetically aren't gifted with great abs. Like some people have crooked abs. I think we discussed this before yeah, yeah. when we talk about genetics. Um, but I think if she actually put herself into a caloric surplus and tried to build some muscle and started doing ab exercises, then I think she would put on some muscle and you maybe see some lines in her abs. You think so? Yeah, but because right now she's 
You think she's in a caloric surplus? She's, there's no way she's in a caloric I have surplus. No idea, honestly. She's always super lean. <laughs> like she must be eating. To be honest, uh, she probably weighs what a hundred pounds. Probably so. Right hundred pounds. Her calorie intake is probably really low, and she loves the way she looks right now. And she does not want to be get out of that, um, you know, the body that she's yeah. in right now. Like she loves that body. Mm-hmm. She probably gets a lot of compliments mm-hmm. if she if she steps out of that comfort zone and try to just gain some muscle, gain some fat being maybe 1500 calories and increase her calories mm-hmm. um you know she she probably don't know what to do with herself yeah this is but this i think if she does that she will actually start building some apps and she actually start implementing weighted ab exercises mm-hmm. while being a caloric surplus not right now if she's just doing ab exercise right now she's not gonna build any muscles so, okay so why in the caloric surplus caloric surplus why because in order for you to build muscle for where she's at right now, mm-hmm. she's not a beginner, so she's probably been lifting for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So you need to be in a caloric surplus in order for your body to to have extra uh, fuel okay. in order to build muscle. Okay. Right? So just build, building, building the ab muscle pretty much. Yeah, building, yeah, she really wants to build ab muscle. She, she has to get out of that state of being that lean right now. Yeah. Get into a surplus where she would put on a little bit of fat, uh, but not as a substantial amount, and then do weighted ab exercises, like a crunch. Because most people I've seen, they always have had like, um, you know, abs underneath like their fat, or like they genetically have can get abs, but they just are just overweight, you know, so you mm-hmm. really can't see it. Yeah, yeah. But someone like her, I've never seen someone like her just have a flat stomach and then yeah. go from having a flat stomach to having abs. It's just like, they just got it with the way it is, you know? Yeah. Um, she's also an example of like what our, one of our beginning, I think one of our first episodes where we talked about, you know, like getting that stage ready. Mm-hmm. She's like stage ready every day. Yeah, which is not good. It's, it's not, not good. good. It's you not don't good. want, you do not want to be in that low body fat percentage. So I know we're talking about, uh, for people who are listening, I know we're talking about getting a six pack and like functional versus non-functional core training, but you should not be at that low in terms of your body fat percent, especially if you're a female. Her her menstrual cycle is probably not the best. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I really, if I was to give her true advice and she wants to know how to get a six pack, that's what I would tell her. Eat a little more, do weighted ab exercises, or do what, and whatever ab exercise she's doing now is probably good, but weighted ab exercises, eat more, be in a colic surplus, you know, do that for six months and I then like she does though she does like weighted out I, yeah but she's not in a caloric surplus yeah, you know she's she's probably like in maintaining or probably even even below maintaining her body weight in terms mm-hmm. of her calories mm-hmm. so there's no way her body's gonna build more muscle like that yeah. you know your body does not want to build more muscle when it's trying to survive when the hormones levels are are messed up especially for a woman yeah, yeah. For a woman. i got you yeah okay so what do you prefer as far as like what is your favorite ab exercise to do for function or for aesthetics? Well, I'll start with aesthetics because that's all people care about anyway. All right. So uh, my favorite ones that I think are most effective are weighted crunches, uh, whether it be with a rope or with like a, uh, a plate mm-hmm. and really learning how to control the pelvic tilt. Like if you don't know how to control your pelvic tilt, this, this relates back to the answering the question why you should train function first for your abs before you train uh, aesthetically mm-hmm. because you know how to pelvic tilt you know how to push down your rib cage and you know how to contract your core a lot of people they don't even feel the ab exercises when they do leg raises or they do um any type of reverse crunches because their lower back is arched Mm -hmm. the entire time and they're just using their lower back and then i hear this all the time from some of my clients like in the beginning they'll feel it because they actually get that pelvic tilt and get that core contraction but then at the end they 
they start arching their back and then they say, oh, I just feel back pain. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so I've experienced the same thing before in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah, so just uh, yeah, going back to your question of what I think is the best aesthetic exercise. Yeah, weighted crunches, uh, whether it be a rope or with a weight, and then some type of uh, a reverse crunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, dragonflies. Those are my favorite. With your legs straight, uh, you then you kick up towards the ceiling from a decline bench. And then slowly lower your legs, but touching every part of your vertebrae. So you want to make sure you pretty much come down and move like a, I guess, a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. So you see a caterpillar moves; it touches every single part of its body mm-hmm. onto the surface, just like that. Okay. Yeah. Those are your two aesthetics. And aesthetics. Those are my top two. Okay. All right. Weighted crunches and dragonflies, and uh, I guess hanging leg raises. Like you can touch your toes to the like. While holding a pull-up, those are also great. Is this uh, is this all this stuff is weighted or just? Uh, only the weighted crunches and weighted rope crunches. Everything okay. else I do body weight. Okay. And this, uh, you slow down the, the time, mm-hmm. so then you get time under tension. What about the like those lateral, uh, lateral crunches? I, I, I actually never done those. Oh. I've never done those. I, never I actually like wood choppers over those. Yeah, yeah. My those uncle, my uncle uh, does those. Um, he um, he's really big into them. He feel like he really? feel, yeah, he feel like they develop his like obliques a lot. Yeah, but you think about the fibers of the oblique. Yeah, they're yeah, diagonal, yeah. right? Know, so if you're going left and right, you're not yeah, you're not really hitting the fibers the way it should be. He was do, he would do them. And he just like and like I mean he's very old school. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know that's what he does. Yeah. Um, I've personally have never done them a day in my life. I see people do them all the time. I don't like them personally. I just yeah. think it's. What do you like for in terms of aesthetics? If someone, let's just say, is low enough body fat percentage and they still want to, I guess, build some ab muscle? Um, I like uh, reverse crunches. Mm-hmm. Um, I like captain's chair leg raises. Mm-hmm. I like um, Russian twist, mm-hmm. weighted Russian twist. Okay, like, yeah, I think that's a good one yeah. for obliques. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like a dumbbell or the dumbbell. Yeah. Uh, that's a Russian twist. Um, and then, <coughs> I think that's about it. That's yeah. about it. I like dragonflies too. Okay. Um, I think ma- I think mainly, honestly, the only one I really like the most, I probably have to pick one. I just pick one exercise to do all the time, just be hanging leg raises, like, but toes touching the... the oh, yeah, yeah. I think I that's my one. favorite one, too. That's my favorite one, yeah. Yeah, but one. you really got to have a strong, I guess, uh, shoulder stability, core stability, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, in order to be, yeah, and you ought to got also be flexible in terms yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah, getting those, yourself that's up there. My, that's like my... If I had to pick one, yeah, yeah. one that, would be, that would be it. Yeah. That and a Russian twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Good. Uh, let's talk about function uh, and, and functional core exercises. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like we said before in the podcast, in this episode... Uh, those are the ones you should be doing if you're a beginner. So if you're a beginner, new into lifting, never lifted a weight in your life, and also never trained your core, uh, these are the ones you should be doing first to gain stability, learn how to move your pelvis, learn how your body functions, and just have body awareness of how your core works before you actually start uh, doing those crunches, doing leg raises, or doing weighted uh, crunches, whatever it may be. Yeah. What, uh, is, what's, what are your favorite... Uh uh, functional, functional ones. Uh, dead bugs, oh. all the different type of variations. Those are my. That's my go-to for any any client, uh, any client that's just coming in. Because I think learning how to breathe is just the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, something simple like that, and then of course pay off press for the rotational, uh, anti-rotation. Anti-rotation. Yeah. yeah, and then former carries are okay. I like them, but most of the time people. 
really aren't doing them right for core at least in my opinion and it's hard to just get them engaged into probably engaging their core so that's more of an advanced one I think uh, but those three are probably my favorites I, I do start I do like uh, more power and dynamic um, functional core training mm-hmm. so like chops chops and lifts with the rope I think those are great okay um, I actually feel that my obliques working if you actually um, try to stay as stable as possible and also crunch in a little bit or crunch up a little bit while you're doing those chops mm-hmm. and um, yeah I think that's it and okay. of course if you're an athlete or you want to get more of a power and dynamic core training you can always I like I've been using these a lot with my clients uh, half dealing med ball mm-hmm. uh, slams uh, I think those are great just teaching them how to stay stable while moving an object I got you yeah okay that works. how about you I like two of them only two only two only two well, I guess I like them all <laughs> I only like two I only like Which planks planks um, you have to be able to do a bed bug first planks and oh. then suitcase carries suitcase carries mm-hmm. okay I feel like if you coach a suitcase carry right, it's probably one of the most functional things they can do simply because that's what they do all day long anyway, is carrying one, something on one side one mm-hmm. side all the time anyway. Right, right. It's the most common thing. It's the <coughs> easiest thing to easiest thing in the gym for them to relate to for the most part, besides lying on our back. Besides lying on their back. Um, so if you coach them and tell them, you get them a weight that's, that's, uh, that is... Um, yeah, the only problem with... Uh suitcase carry I like them but I have a lot of clients that are <laughs> once they pick up something heavy they're like oh no I can't well, do this <laughs> you get, you, well I don't well I mean me personally I don't have a client that has that that has that that that, that, that issue or mindset okay okay um, so I've never really necessarily dealt with that oh, yeah, yeah. or if they did I have given them a weight that's reasonable okay. and I, if they give them a weight that's reasonable I made them walk really slow and yeah, I yeah. say don't have the bell or your hand rest up against your thigh uh-huh. so hold it out uh-huh. And then at the same time, walk slow. And as I'm walking with them, I just point. And so this is where you should feel it on the opposite yeah. sides. So then there, it's like it's like a cue. It's annoying. Like, okay, like I know to feel it over here. Mm-hmm. I know it's not have to rub against my, this, my, my side. So now I can relate this to well, something every single day. You know, right. Even in the beginning, I relate to something every single day. You know, like yeah. you carry a suitcase in the, in the airport or whatever. Mm-hmm. You carry something going to work or a lunch or a lunch bag, whatever it is you're carrying. Yeah. But then, you know, if you make it heavier, then you have someone who's actually stronger, and then you really feel it on the opposite side. That's probably my two two favorite. You know, I, a dead bug is always always first, mm-hmm. but the main ones is the plank and, those, and, those, and, that, and that one. Right. Um, it's just easier to apply to, to real life for me. Yeah, uh, I think chop and list, uh, they're functional, but I guess if you... When you uh, say lift, what do you mean? What do you mean? Chop okay. and lift, so just here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's okay. a matter. Of, I don't know. So really from know. the bottom, from the bottom, uh, bottom up, yeah. Bottom up. Yeah. Right. Uh, chop is just bottom down. Yeah, I never actually did a. I never actually really did a lift before. Yeah, I mean it's it's good for not just core stability, shoulder stability as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you try to relate it to daily activities, uh, you. For a lot of people, they're not in the half kneeling position. Yeah. Um, not, not in the half kneeling position. Handing something to somebody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. So um. I guess in terms of just people positions people are in all the time is sitting position standing position yeah, yeah. Um, maybe like in a squat position yeah. you know? I, like, I like the uh, what's that what's that plank called plank from the learn from uh, the kettlebell sir 
Um, the plank from the kettlebell sword? There's a certain kind of plank that they do. I can't remember the name. Mm, I don't remember. I can't remember it. It. I so remember it's, a, it's a regular plank, but uh-huh. you just have your elbows a lot more forward, and you really emphasize like squeezing the glutes and squeezing the quads and squeezing the heels together. Uh, so you, I'm not sure, but um, I know with a regular plank, I like to emphasize uh, core contraction. Yeah. So pelvic tilt instead of just yeah. staying in the plank and just sagging your your yeah, lower yeah. back, or you think about lifting up the lower back and yeah. and tucking your pelvis underneath you. Yeah. So the so the that plank. Force kind of forces them to do that because their arms are more forward, so force their core to be engaged. Anytime your arms are a little closer together, it's yeah. a lot easier to do. Really? Okay. If you raise huh. your arms, if you raise your arms yeah, yeah, yeah. higher up, yeah, your now core has to be a little more stable. There's less bits for your shoulders aren't supporting you that mm. much anymore. So yeah, that's a good idea. I'm start implementing that. So now it's all abs, and then well, majority of it is abs, and then you squeeze the heels, quads, yeah, yeah. and glutes, everything from the waist down, make yeah. it tight. Yeah. And you really emphasize that, you get yeah. down there, you really emphasize it, and yeah. really like, they say, they studied, the guy did a study, and he said you have to engage your core a lot more. And he, like, he had like a little machine or whatever, and it kind of like monitored. In a kettlebell class? Oh, and the, the guy who, I guess the guy who, um, who, uh, I guess mastered, like uh, taught the class, mm-hmm. he did like a, he had someone wear like a, a vest, and he, he uh, measured how much power they had to, or how much muscle contraction they had to use okay. when their arms were up, opposed to arms under here. Okay. And he said that you had to obviously engage with a lot more muscles when your arms are above your head. Uh, so, you know, it forces you to just work a lot harder, pretty much, when you're doing that. And you don't necessarily have to hold that plank for that long either. You can hold it for 10 to 20 seconds, and okay. then you did, you did what's necessary as far as, like, the core strength. All right, that's good. Right, I'll give that a try uh, for my clients. Yeah, that's like my that's like my go-to because it's very simple and plus they don't it's really hard for a short amount of time for them yeah yeah you know, yeah you're not making them do a, this crazy long 30 second 40 second play yeah, yeah, now, yeah. you know uh, 20 seconds okay and they've, they've been contracting really hard for that long period of time mm-hmm. and for, for that you know well short period of time but it seems like it's long yeah and then they really definitely um you know over time you'll see like this course ability stuff to develop yeah you know that's good that's good i definitely like that yeah. Um, so yeah I think we'll conclude that podcast on that note I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one uh, this one is about core and uh, our recommendation I guess, we'll, I guess we'll repeat our recommendations is uh, train function first if you're new and then slowly transition over into crunches Yeah. Um, be aware of your body just, just know how it works I think a lot of people they just see a lot of these movements online and see like these uh, people who are doing bodybuilding, people doing aesthetic uh, competitions, all they do is crunches and leg raises and say like, oh, this is how you get a six pack, this is how you yeah. get a strong core. Yeah. And I'll probably, uh, I could probably sh- take one of my clients and their core is probably stronger than mm-hmm. than, than uh, one of those bodybuilders. Yeah. Like you, if you see a bodybuilder do a pharma care, they'll probably be wobbling yeah. all over the place, you know? Do you like, uh, I know it's towards the end, but do you like s- sit-ups? Sit-ups, if you do it properly. Okay. So like, I like to pelvic tilt first, and then you sit up. So instead of like having your back arch and just using momentum, sit up, mm-hmm. pelvic tilt, um, and then slowly uh, sit up all the way, okay. nice and tall, and then come down slow where you're touching each part of your lower back. So okay. uh, like I said with the dragonfly, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing, yeah, you should yeah, be yeah. moving your spine like a cal- caterpillar. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, I was, I know you said crunches, I wasn't sure if you were a fan of sit-ups. I see sit-ups. It's like an old school staple. Yeah, as well, yeah. Like that, yeah, know? I mean, 
Yeah, I used to do tons of sit up for ROTC. Not anymore. You just you just crank your neck when you're doing sit up. For a lot of people who's doing the who's doing the sit up. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next week. Not next week. This Thursday. Thursday. This Thursday will be another episode. Oh well Friday for you guys. Alright.